Good day, folks. Pastor Jim Thomas from the Village Chapel here in Nashville, Tennessee with your daily devotion. I love to introduce new books into the circulation of all these books I use for our daily devotions podcast. And uh, today I'm going to introduce you to Leland Riken's uh, The Heart in Pilgrimage. Uh, some of you will know of uh, Riken. He was uh, for 50 years a professor of English at Wheaton College up there in Chicago land. And he served as literary stylist for the ESV Bible. A lot of you will be familiar with that. Authored and edited, and or edited rather, over 60 books, including The Word of God in English and also a complete handbook of literary forms in the Bible. So in terms of the literature of uh, scripture and of uh, church history, um, Riken knows what he's talking about. And so this this Heart in Pilgrimage collection actually is a treasury. The subtitle is A Treasury of Classic Devotionals on the Christian Life. Listen to, just from the table of contents, uh, some of the writers that he includes. And, and what he does is essentially uh, he'll read a short passage uh, by somebody like Augustine, uh, Florence Nightingale, John Donne, Martin Luther, Andrew Murray, whom we read quite often here on this podcast, Thomas Kempis, uh, Samuel Johnson. Uh, he'll take a section from the Apostles' Creed, uh, a section by Brother Lawrence. It's really a wide uh, selection of writers. Jonathan Edwards, the Book of Common Prayer, uh, Bernard of Clairvaux, uh, the some of you will know that the, the building that the Village Chapel meets in is named St. Bernard Building. Um, Jane Austen, Jeremy Taylor, Blaise Pascal, uh, Charles Spurgeon, uh, George MacDonald, J.C. Ryle, whom, whom we read from in A.W. Tozer as well. Uh, he takes a, a section of the Westminster Confession and the Heidelberg Catechism. So this particular daily devotional, it's not very big. You can see that. Just looking at it, it's 50 uh, selections, 50 writings, uh, 46 different authors. And this first one's from Augustine. And it is uh, it focuses in on that little section where you'll be familiar with this one line, I think a lot of you, about the restless heart. So let me read first the portion that Riken has chosen for uh, from uh, the author of St. Augustine, and then his commentary, just a couple of paragraphs really, uh, on what Augustine has said. Uh, first, uh, it's titled Finding Rest for Our Restless Heart. And it's actually the, the first selection uh, from this book, The Heart in Pilgrimage by Leland Riken. You are great, O Lord. This is Augustine speaking. I greatly to be praised. Great is your power and infinite wisdom. Man desires to praise you, for he is a part of your creation. He bears his mortality with him and carries the signs of his sin as proof that you resist the proud. Still, he, meaning humankind, and this is you know, in the very generic sense, it's men and women both, uh, they desire to praise you. You stir him to take delight in praising you, for you have made us for yourself and our heart is restless until it finds its rest in you. You're probably well familiar, all of us who live in an anxious age, uh, who live in an age of skepticism, who live in an age of fear and anxiety. Um, you have 
made us for yourself and our heart is restless until it finds its rest in you. Just hearing that, I don't know about you, but just hearing that, reading it, reading it aloud a couple times, um, moves me toward God. Uh, and that is indeed one of the signs of a, of a great devotional thought, or uh, as Riken calls it, a, a, a devotional in, in the form of prose as opposed to poetry. It, it is, has an affective uh, impact on us. That is, it, it speaks to our heart. It moves us, doesn't it? Um, I will seek you, Augustine says, O Lord, and call upon you. I call upon you, O Lord, in my faith, which you have given me. And there's such great theological truth there too. The faith that we have to believe in God even comes from God himself, right? What therefore is my God? What I ask, but the Lord God. Most high, most excellent, most potent, most omnipotent, most merciful, most just, most secret, most truly present, most beautiful, most strong, stable, yet not supported, unchangeable, yet changing all things, never new, never old, making all things new, yet bringing old age upon the proud, and they know it not, always working, ever at rest, gathering, yet needing nothing, sustaining, pervading, protecting, creating, nourishing, developing, seeking, and yet possessing all things. You owe men nothing. Remember, this is a prayer of Augustine. He's addressing God, and he says, you owe us nothing. It's so true. Yet you pay out to them, to, to mankind, as if in debt to your creatures. And when you cancel debts, you lose nothing thereby. Oh, that I might repose in you. Oh, that you would enter into my heart and inebriate it, that I may forget my ills and embrace you, my soul good. And that's S-O-L-E, my only good as well as my soul's good. I'm sure he meant that too, S-O-U-L apostrophe S. Say unto my soul, I am thy salvation. So speak that I may hear. Narrow is the mansion of my soul. Enlarge it that you may enter in. And that that's uh, the bit from Augustine that uh, and, and the writing uh, known as the Confessions of Augustine that... Uh, um, uh, Leland Riken wanted us to hear before he makes this, these comments. He says, these are the opening words of one of the most famous books in all of history, the Confessions of Augustine. Um, and so Augustine's dates are written here. You know, he's a fourth and fifth century, one of the early church fathers, right? Um, from Northern Africa. Some of you will, be, uh, will remember that. The book as a whole is Augustine's recollection and meditation on the spiritual course of his life. It's the story of a great sinner rescued through a miraculous conversion. The main theme of this quest story is the restless soul. And the passage printed here describes the goal at which Augustine arrived at the end of his quest. The first thing we notice is that Augustine has embodied his meditation in a prayer addressed directly to God, lending an intimacy to the thoughts that he expresses. The author's not addressing us, but God. 
And in doing so, he becomes our representative saying what we too feel and want to say. Then we note the intensity of emotion that infuses this devotional passage. Everything is at the white heat of feeling, channeled into an upsurging fountain of praise. The passage uses the same techniques that we find in the praise psalms of the Bible, including ascribing praise to God and listing his praiseworthy attributes and acts. In the second paragraph of the selection, the things ascribed to God keep pouring forth as though nothing can stop the author's impulse to celebrate the being and the works of God. The parallelism of phrases lends artistry and impact to what Augustine says. And you'll, you'll have to get a copy of this and go back and read that. But he says, I'll just remind you, most high, most excellent, most potent, most omnipotent, most merciful, most just, most secret, and on and on and on, right? Hmm. Of course, says Leland Reich, and the greatest triumph of the passage is the famous aphorism about how our heart is restless until it finds its rest in God. It is amazing what all is packed into this sentence. It encapsulates the universal human situation. To be restless without God is not one person's experience, but all people's experience. We are all restless without God. We can confirm the accuracy of Augustine's assertion by taking stock of ourselves. We should also note that the three-part logical sequence that undergirds the statement about the restless heart. In brief, we have one, a situation described, two, an explanation for the situation, and three, a twofold result of these things. The motion of the soul that Augustine describes begins with an action of God, namely stirring or prompting the human soul to want to praise him. Why does God instill this innate Godward impulse? Because he created people for the purpose of being united to him. So we have a fact stated, the restless soul, along with an explanation underlying the fact that God created us that way. We end this sequence of thinking with a twofold result of the situation that has been declared. One, the human heart or soul is restless if it rebels against the God-ordained pattern of creaturely praise of the divine. And two, the human heart finds rest if it accepts the divine order. The entire passage relies heavily on the rhetorical form of paradox. This is most obvious in the second paragraph, which abounds in sentence, uh, in seeming contradictions, such as God is always working and also ever at rest. But there are latent paradoxes in the famous statement about our rest and restlessness. Um, the quest of the human soul to find God is also a quest on the part of God to claim the restless soul inasmuch as he created the situation that Augustine describes. It is also paradoxical that the restlessness that engulfs the unbelieving soul is a blessing, not a curse. Wow, just so brilliant. So appreciate Leland Riken for this. And uh, he closes with just this one little paragraph, and I want to 
I want to give you that as well. Um, the theme of the restless soul finding rest in God is the subject of one of Jesus' most famous sayings as well. Come to me, all who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and lowly in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. The words of Jesus from Matthew chapter 11, verses 28 and 29, quoted by Leland Riken here in this new book I'm reading for the very first time on uh, our podcast. It's called The Heart uh, in Pilgrimage, a treasury of classic devotionals on the Christian life by Leland Riken. Riken. You can uh, pick up a copy of that online, I believe, or at your local Christian bookstore. It's published by Crossway. And I hope you'll get a copy of that. Let me close in prayer. Lord, thank you for today. Thank you for the opportunity to find our rest in you. You made that possible. You gave us the faith to believe in you in the first place. You also put a longing in our hearts that won't be satisfied by anything finite. And so as we turn to you, Lord, uh, in faith believing, lifting up the empty hands of faith, receiving from you the peace, the joy, the hope that we find when we rest in you. Thank you for this in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Have a great day. Daily Devotions with Pastor Jim Thomas is a resource of the Village Chapel in Nashville, Tennessee. If you find this daily devotional beneficial, leave a review and share it with friends and family. For more resources or to support our ministry, visit our website, thevillagechapel.com. Artwork for this podcast by Kim Thomas, music by Phil Kagey.